0: Ozark Highlands Radio is brought to you by the Ozark Folk Center State Park in Mountain View, Arkansas. A wonderful way to enjoy yesterday. On the web at OzarkFolkCenter.com. <laughs> Howdy, folks. This is Dave Smith, host of Ozark Highlands Radio.
1: Welcome to our show. This week we'll be hearing music and interviews from two fine old-time fiddlers and artists to boot, the duo of Spencer and Rains. We'll also present a performance from old-time fiddle legend Dan Levinson. And Mark Jones offers an archival recording of singer-songwriter Jimmy Connor performing his hit song, Grandma's Featherbed. All that, this week, on Ozark Highlands Radio. Spencer and Raines combines the talents of two extraordinary traditional fiddlers, Kansas fiddler Tricia Spencer with Texas artist and fourth-generation fiddler Howard Raines. Together, the husband and wife duo Spencer and Raines have performed and taught nationally and internationally, preserving and building upon the traditions of their region. Here are some tunes and songs we recorded when they visited us here at the Ozark Folk Center State Park.
2: in East Texas called Old Mill Fest in the Davy Crockett National Forest, and uh, we were both booked to play there, and and we just ran into each other there and started playing, and pretty much have been playing ever since.
3: We were both with different groups. I was actually, the reason why I was at the Bean Festival was because I, I had just released a solo CD, and I had friends down here, and uh, we, I came down to kind of help release that and to also meet up with people. And so I had been booked to do a solo show in Dallas. And then my old band, the Prairie Acre, was to do a, a set at Millfest, which Howard was, his band was doing a set at Millfest. And we, um, when we met each other, we started talking and realized that we basically had been living kind of parallel lives, but we just never crossed. Our paths did cross once at Clifftop. And
2: just a few months Before we actually met.
3: But we didn't know who each other was, but we remember seeing each other. other. And so...
2: Well there's I mean there are lots of advantages uh, for uh, traveling it's it just makes it a lot easier because uh, well I mean we we love being together and working together and so we it just makes it makes travel simple.
3: It really does. I don't know what you we we don't really have any disadvantage really... and, and really for you that's the right answer <laughs> yeah, there is no disadvantage
2: <laughs> I'm trying to think of one
3: <laughs> no but and... we really we really do enjoy working with each other As a matter of fact the first time I met Howard I knew right away we were going to be very good musical friends and I had no idea that they're would be more to it than that. But uh, we use the time on the road to actually work on music, to listen to music. We listen to old source recordings um, and we talk about it and we obsess about it and we are such nerds. We bring work with us everywhere. So I guess the disadvantage is, is if you're, if you have a small argument, um, it's hard to get over it and <laughs> because there's nowhere to go.
4: <laughs> so.
2: Unusual tune, isn't it? It's a little strange. uh, If you look up the town that uh, Trisha's from online, which is Big Springs, Kansas, the description, maybe it's on Wikipedia or something, says a virtual ghost town. And and it is. It is. It is a, I mean, a little tiny bump in the road my
3: family has been there since what 1854 1854,
2: and they're still there
3: and they're still there my grandma still lives on the family farm my grandparents gave my dad a track of land like next to theirs. so i grew up with my grandpa fiddling across the pasture and when i was old enough and saved enough money from fiddling contests, i bought myself a pony and then i rode my pony back and forth between my house and their house and would fiddle with my grandpa and stuff and so um, we obviously didn't have cable TV out there. I think we've got something like four stations that you could get with the antenna, and um, I'd go to school, and I was that kid. I was that kid that plays the fiddle, um, and uh, <laughs> I got to live with that for a long time. <laughs>
2: and so it was always important in our family to to play music and I'd always been into folk and traditional music and styles and and just somewhere along the way I really got attached to old-time fiddle music from anywhere and I as I was learning different tunes from across the country uh, a friend of mine said why don't you study Texas fiddle music and it kind of got me thinking uh yeah, why don't I look more into music here? I mean, part of the thing was, some of it I appreciated and I liked, the swing styles and the contest styles, but I didn't really want to play that style. It was um, There was something about the technique that I didn't like for my own playing. I liked those older sounds and the more sort of haunting melodies and things like that. So that got me thinking, well, there must have been something before this. And, and I made a good friend who was kind of a fiddle mentor and his grandfather was an old time fiddler. I started learning tunes from him and then I met some old fiddlers. And uh, But my interest has always been in preserving these older styles. And, and to me, they are distinct and, and related to other styles in the country, but unique to Texas. Sure.
1: We've been listening to some fine music by the husband and wife duo, Spencer and Reigns. In that set, we heard Wedding Dress, Sundown, Billy in the Low Ground, Pretty Polly, and Louisiana Traveler. After a short break, I'm going to take my weekly trip down to the vault for a visit with my buddy, music archivist Mark Jones. You're listening to Ozark Highlands Radio. Welcome back to Ozark Highlands Radio. Time once again to go down to the vault and visit with Mark Jones, the fellow who keeps track of all of our recordings we've made here over the years. Let's, let's go down and see
5: Mark now. Hey, Mark. Hi, Dave. Well, it's good to see you again this week. Well, I'm glad you came down to see me. You
1: know, I got a question for you, though. I was thinking about this guy. I know that uh, John Denver recorded at least one of his songs, and I remember that he was here years ago and did a great show. His name is Jim
5: Connor. Do you remember him? I sure do. Actually, he came down to uh, judge... The, one of the first Grandpa Jones banjo contests oh, okay. that was here. And he was a judge and uh, did a workshop over here. Do you have any recordings of his stuff? You know, I, I think I do. And I think it's in that workshop situation where he's kind of talking, just sharing stories and all that. And he's just, he's a good player and a good friend. Can you find it? I can. Where did I put that? Uh, Oh, here it is. And and this is probably one of his most successful songs. It's not a folk song, but it's something that talks about his home life and what we're talking about, how music goes from generation to generation. Uh, It's called Grandma's Feather Bed.
1: That's exactly the song I had in mind. That's the song that that uh, I don't know if Jim made any money with it, but I think John Denver did very well with this song. (laughs) He did
6: very well.
1: Well, let's listen to
6: it. All right. My grandmother, uh, Florence Drusilla Vesset, was her name, and she told fortunes for a living and kept a boarding house in Birmingham, Alabama, that she was born in uh, Tennessee in Van Buren County, and then uh, uh, she was born in 1878. And then all my childhood, she sang to me and, uh, and just entertained me. I loved her, you know, just like, you know, she just took care of me. I mean, she was, we were real buddies. And uh, so when I got to writing songs, I wrote this song for her. Basically, this is what visiting uh, my grandmother was all about, sitting around the, the fire and everybody was sitting in a semicircle and all the kids would sit on the floor and the old folks would sit in chairs and they would talk and sing and spit on the fire and stuff. And this is more or less, I guess, like, entertain themselves before television <laughs> and, th- and this was right in, Bir- in other words they moved into Birmingham but like they they pretty well kept the, the their ways going and uh, that's what they would do after supper I'll sit around the fire and just do their things and all so I, I you know I hoked it up a little bit I guess you'd say well I guess something kept me from hoking it up too much and ruining re- 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 the story but and and she uh, I don't know. You know, she had no, no, no. She had no fear of anything, which was, I guess, her most, her best asset for moving in from well And she, I mean, in other words, she didn't have any education at all, but she didn't fear anything or anybody. So the city never got her down. My other grandparents seemed to. Have, the city kind of beat them down a little bit. By the time they were old and retired, they were just, you know, old and retired. But not, but <laughs> Granny Setzer never gave up. And I guess she also had fortune-telling to keep her going and constant stream of people in her ha- inside, you know, in and out of her house to have their fortunes told, and, like, uh, young people and old people and middle-aged people. And so I guess that kept her mind active because when she died at 95, she was still real active. Like, she called up, uh, she told the nurse to call, uh, she had two daughters, my mother and my Aunt Louise, and uh, she said, well, you better call them because I'm, I'm leaving today. And so Mother and Aunt Louise went over there, and they... Watched her and she just lay in the bed talked to him and died. <laughs> but she she knew when she was she knew when she was going to die within an hour. They'd "Call him up, tell him come on over here. Today's the day." And it <laughs> and it was. Now when I was a little bitty boy, just up off of the floor. We used to go down to Grandma's house every month in to soon Have chicken pie, country ham, homemade butter on the bread. But the best barn thing about Grandma's house was a great big feather bed. And it was nine feet high, it was six feet wide, soft as a downy chick. And it was made from the feathers of four eleven geese, took a whole bunch of cloth for the tick. And it full eight kids, four ham dogs, a piggy with stove from the shed. We didn't get much sleep, but we had a lot of fun on Grandma's feather bed. Then after supper we'd sit around the fire, the old folks spit and chew. And my pa would talk about the farm and the war, my granny sing a ballad or two. I'd sit and I'd listen, I'd watch the fire, till the cobwebs fill my head. Well the next thing I know I'd wake up in the morning in the middle of the old feather bed. And it was nine feet high, it was six feet wide, soft as a downy chick. And it was made from the feathers of forty-loving geese, took a whole boat to call for the tick. Whole eight kids, four hound dogs, a pinky beast stole on my shed But didn't get much sleep, but we had a lot of fun on Grandma's feather bed Well, I love my ma and I love my pa, love Granny and a grandpa too Been fishing with my uncle and I wrestled with my cousins I even kissed Aunt Lou But if I ever had to make a choice, I guess it ought to be said I'd trade them all plus a gal down the road for grandma's feather bed. I'd trade them all plus a gal down the road for grandma's feather bed. Well, I guess I better reconsider about the gal down the road. And it was nine feet high, six feet wide, soft as a downy chick. And it was made from the feathers of four and eleven geese. Took a whole bunch of call for the tick. It full eight kids, four hound dogs, a pinky we stole from a shed. I had a lot of fun
1: Well, that's the song, all right. And I had never heard the story that he told about it. That's, uh, that's pretty interesting, isn't it, about his old grandma?
5: Yeah, that's true. He wrote it mainly about his grandma. He would go up to Birmingham and visit with her. And uh, she was, must have been quite an impression on Jim.
1: Yeah, i bet she was. Well, look, hey, thanks a lot, Mark, and I'll see you next week,
5: okay? All right.
1: Tucson, Arizona resident Dan Levinson was raised with old-time music. His dad called square dances, and his mom played guitar, piano, and sang. A full-time musician, he travels the country with banjo and fiddle, singing songs and telling stories of the road. His stage show, An Evening with Dan Levinson, is an intimate evening of musical conversation that combines old-time fiddle, Appalachian banjo, stories, and song in a storytelling format, celebrating life in rural Appalachia and life on the roads of America. Here's Dan. ¶¶
7: We're going to have a little fun here. And if there's some dancers who feel like coming up and doing a little dancing. But there was a way of accompanying, if you didn't have dancers. Anyway, if you didn't have someone like Kent in the audience, you'd maybe played a little bit of what they called fiddlesticks. Fiddlesticks probably would be broom straws. But had we known we could have got broom straws here, we might have gone down and got them. But instead, we got these shish kebab skewers, which seemed to be just the right size. Once upon a time, when we were younger, we had pickup sticks or pixie sticks. And we're going to do a little tune called The Red Haired Boy here. In southern Ohio, if you go outside and look and drive in the roads to the rivers and back, it's sort of just like driving right around here in Mountain View. And if you can imagine those roads in the time of the Civil War, when people had to walk or march off to war with their own weapons and clothes, they had to buy all their own provisions, take the army in the rain and the mud and everything else. People taking care. So when they left. Down at the local Grange Hall, maybe down at the corner, they would hold a dance. So we're going to start the suite with a dance. And every dance I've ever been to, played with or played for, usually ends with a waltz. And we're going to do, start our suite with the waltz, Midnight on the Water, was written by Benny Talmason's grandfather. And we're going to start with the Midnight on the Water. And you play it kind of slow and soulful because the people who were dancing might never see their loved ones again. And then we're going to march off to the war with a tune called Washington's March, which comes from the playing of Ed Hammonds, who was a western West Virginia fiddler, hung around in that same Ohio River Valley area. Get into the battle, chase off the bad guys with bony parts retreat. And for lucky ones to march back home to a tune called Dry and Dusty, because that's probably what they were by the time the battles were over. And for lucky ones, another dance to midnight on the water, a little bit quicker because they're glad they're home. And I always send this out for all those people who have, are, and will have to go and fight the wars we wish didn't exist so that we can sit here and enjoy this music in this wonderful hall at this wonderful facility. This is for them.
1: That was traveling musician Dan Levinson, recorded here in Mountain View, Arkansas, at the Arkansas State Old-Time Fiddle Championship, where he served as a judge. Dan played Tom and Jerry, Red-Haired Boy, and a medley of Midnight on the Water, Washington's March, and Bonaparte's Retreat, and a tune called Dry and Dusty. After this break, we'll head back to the stage for some more fine tunes from this week's featured artists, Spencer and Reigns. This is Ozark Highlands Radio. Welcome back to Ozark Highlands Radio. Tricia Spencer and Howard Raines are known for their twin fiddle harmony, which is a product of the influence of Midwestern Scandinavian fiddlers Tricia heard as a child. At the same time, Howard's distinct repertoire reintroduces listeners to the pre-contest styles of Texas fiddling. That same sense of harmony is in their vocals as well, which they pull from all manners of American folk music. I'll close our show out this week with four more great tunes from Spencer and Rains.
8: Mary, I am so sorry. Bound for Texas, I am so sorry. Roll them simulons, roll them round, keep them simulons rolling down. Roll them simulons, roll them round, call them pretty cows down.
2: Thank you. Roll them so that's Trisha. She does not know anything about popular culture from okay. that time. Well, then, no, this is great. So she grew up around fiddle music. Uh, that's what she knew, and and
3: I couldn't get MTV, so I, <laughs> you know, I, didn't, I didn't know anything about it hardly. And so and Howard makes fun of me because yeah. he was a he was a punk rocker, <laughs> and so he liked the do-it-yourself. But I just kind of came into it naturally. I thought everybody did what I did. You I mean you don't play the fiddle? What else do you do? You know?
2: Well, and that's interesting. I mentioned Betsy Ellis
1: earlier. She uh-huh. comes from punk rock. Well, a lot background.
2: of a lot of people do. I mean, they're into old time because it's... Because that style of music was, was all about doing it yourself. And that's what old time music is. It's an easy transition to make. Um, and I consider old-time music to be the ultimate underground music of today. I mean, it really is. It's really the underground music. Uh, Everything else is exploited and popularized, and it's one of the few that really tries to keep true to its roots, you know? Everything else is is kind of a different... uh, It's being done for different reasons, and most of those are commercial. long as people keep, ex- keep getting interested in it, then it'll stay going, you know?
3: I, I am surprised when we, uh, we, can, we continue to keep traveling and, and show people what we know and tell them our stories. And there is some kind of warmth about that because you know that, um, uh, you know, for people to spend the evening with us we're not going to give you the flashiest version of anything. We're going to give you a real, true-to-life version of what we got from somebody and tell you a story about it. And the fact that people still enjoy that, and it seems that there might be more people enjoying it. It might be a small percentage, but our crowds don't seem to be getting less. They, you know, We seem to be encouraging another group uh, to look at their elders who might play around them and be like, hey, I might learn something from them.
2: Um, And now they're they're definitely old time and fiddle festivals all all across the country.
3: And And they seem to start up new ones, you know. I do realize i'm i might be one of the very last people who know what that's like um because most people eventually most people moved on and you know lived in town or you you just didn't live out on the farm but my grandma's still there my dad's still in the house that i was raised in and um still spencer family still out there yeah and you know the the thing about that type of life is, and that was still going on was that the community would get together in the old schoolhouse. And so I still have memories of people in our community meeting at the schoolhouse to play music, to share food. And I remember as a young kid being there late at night while people were playing music. And, you know, it seems like those things might be coming back now, but they spent, they were dormant for many years. Mm-hmm. At least I at least they were in our communities. I, don't, I assume it's different here, but um, it's nice to see that that might be coming back. Probably, hopefully, more generational generations will go by where people will start seeking things that are what I consider real again: real food, real music, you know, mm-hmm. uh, real communities, not just dance clubs. Whatever. You know, that's probably a bad generalization, but anyway. <laughs>
1: Old-time fiddlers Howard Rains and Tricia Spencer playing Roll Them Similons, Where Did You Sleep Last Night, Your Long Journey, and Tom and Jerry. I hope you've enjoyed our show this week featuring all this good fiddling. For links to our guests and more information about us, you can find us at OzarkHighlandsRadio.com and be sure to like our Facebook page. For Ozark Highlands Radio, I'm Dave Smith. See you next week.
0: Ozark Highlands Radio is produced by Jeff Glover. Executive producer is Darren Dorton.